Welcome to the Let's Get Sensory podcast. My name is Kelsey and I'm an occupational therapist, sensory specialist, and ADHD. -er. You're looking to up-level you and your kids' lives by learning how to live a sensory lifestyle to help with attention, anxiety, hyperactivity, and impulsivity. Then you've come to the right place. So here we go. Let's get sensory. I got some beautiful, beautiful questions. So I actually had something planned, and then I had this one question that I was like, oh no, this is the perfect question. I'm gonna kind of put that to the side, save that one for the retreat. This is more important. This is what I just felt that call to talk about today. So the question, it actually wasn't even a question. It was a comment, but it was like such a beautiful comment, one that I've gotten in kind of different formats and different ways and different versions. And I feel like this is probably a comment that you have. Maybe it wasn't like specifically regarding this masterclass, but it's probably something that you feel for a lot of different things. And we're going to be talking about really two limiting beliefs. And these are two limiting beliefs that like, when you think of limiting beliefs, these aren't the two that you think of. Like when you think of limiting beliefs, you probably think of like more so, I am not enough, I am not good at this. These are two hidden, deeply rooted, hidden limiting beliefs that we all have, like all of us have this inside of us. And it's like most of us are not aware of, like majority of us have no idea that these are even our limiting beliefs but they have such a huge impact on our nervous system. So the comment that I got was, and it said, and this was just part of the comment, but it said, my biggest takeaway from the class was that there is so much more I can be doing. And it felt like a cliffhanger. Like, oh, here's all this validation for what's going on with you. Stay tuned for how to actually get regulated. And so my comment with this is absolutely like so much love. And I'm just, I'm so happy that you felt, you know, vulnerable and opened up and shared this with me because it's going to allow us to have such an important, super, super important conversation. So thank you. So there's two main limiting beliefs that are, that I picked up on right away in this comment and that I pick up on all the time, something that we go over in sensory therapy retreat and that we go in depth kind of how to work through it. And so there's two, the two limiting beliefs in the statement. So the first one is this limiting belief that we always need a shortcut. Just as a society, we want things to happen now and we want it to happen fast. And if it doesn't, we give up. And this is such a, again, as a society, a deeply, deeply rooted limiting belief. And especially those of us with sensitive nervous systems that feel just more on edge, um, we especially feel this limiting belief. Like, I need a shortcut. We want a shortcut to everything. And while shortcuts can be extremely, extremely helpful, the problem and like the danger, what is dangerous about having this belief that we need a shortcut for every single thing is when we, when we get so attached to sh shortcuts, what happens during the many, many, many times of the day, during the day and just during life when we can't find that shortcut, what ends up happening is we send ourselves into that fight or flight state. So if you think about it, like just every day there's something like we get stuck in traffic that sends that system like, oh, we don't have a shortcut right now. 
you know, something, we can't find something that, again, we don't have that shortcut where we're like, it needs to happen right now. It needs to happen fast. We don't have that shortcut. Again, it sends us into that fight or flight because we're like, there's no shortcut. Or if we, you know, we have something to do, but we're like, oh, it feels like it'll take too long. It feels like it'll take forever. Again, we're addicted to that shortcut. We're addicted to needing things to happen fast and quickly. And so again, we're like, there's no shortcut, sends us into that fight or flight. And again, is one of those limiting beliefs. As we've talked about, there's many different things that keep us locked in the cycle, but this is a big one that keeps us locked in that fight or flight cycle is during the day because it's bound to happen because it's impossible just for how life is. We're going to have to wait for things. Things aren't going to work out exactly how we want it. And it's not going to take the exact time that we want it to happen. And so this limiting belief, again, that not just the person who had this comment has is something that I'm constantly working on, that I have tools to make sure that I'm working on and getting me out of that cycle and that we all have this deeply rooted um, limiting belief that we need a shortcut for everything. And so again, just awareness that we have this limiting belief is a big part of, you know, working through that limiting belief to rewiring that limiting belief. Because just remembering by having this limiting belief, that addiction to shortcuts, that addiction to needing things to happen fast, needing things to happen quickly, that is essentially setting us up to fail, setting up our nervous system to fail. And that addiction, it becomes toxic. And we don't realize now that I have like printed out and you have that awareness of it now, you're going to realize just how often that limited belief is triggering you into fight or flight state just during your everyday. You're gonna realize like, oh, oh, I can tell this is my shortcut addiction. This is what's triggering this right now. And so again, so there's different tools in like inside sensory therapy retreat. These one of the many different tools, there's lots of different, different tools that we get into. Sensory tools, limited belief tools, trauma tools, all of those different things. But again, awareness is huge. Awareness is such an important tool. And so again, like if I had spent the masterclass telling you what to do, being like, okay, do this, do this, do this. And the reason I can't do that because I've tried using that approach in the past without spending you know, a lot of time on the why this is important, understanding the why, you know, just having that awareness. Cause I know before this masterclass and before learning anything about this, like you didn't even, I know I wasn't even aware of all of this that was happening. I wasn't even aware of really what fight or flight was other than that very surface level fight or flight. I wasn't aware of what the connection between our senses our nervous system trauma, like I didn't have that awareness. And without having that awareness, which is the first step, the most important step, I didn't understand how important everything is, how important it is to prioritize our nervous system, to nourish our nervous system. And so that's why I know, and like even I know it feels like hopefully going through the masterclass, and I know so many of you have said that you've just had so many of these breakthrough moments and just so many of these feelings seen, understanding yourself, understanding your kids and just seeing them, seeing your kids in a completely different light after this masterclass. And so just goes to show, don't underestimate the power of awareness and just the therapeutic power 
of awareness and just knowing what fight or flight is. And just during that moment, just think back to how we did like those meditations and just using those meditations just in your everyday life when you feel that happening and being like, okay, let me go back and you're going to have a download where you can download the meditations, both the two meditations from the masterclass. So you can go back, listen to them. And then eventually with practice, you can, you'll start doing that naturally. You'll start being like, just like naturally, just loving on your inner child during those moments whenever you are shaming yourself, whenever you are guilting yourself, whenever you are just like those things that we talked about in the masterclass, you'll start just doing it and thinking in the way, in that loving way that I walk you through in the meditations, you'll start doing that more naturally. And just, you're gonna realize just by having the awareness now, the most important step like the tools are wonderful, but just having the awareness and something where we spend a lot of time just going, diving even deeper, like two months of awareness, how impactful, how like life-changing that's going to be. Like imagine, okay, three months of just digging deep and doing the work and just diving deeper and deeper and deeper into that awareness of your nervous system and what it needs and everything. So Hopefully that made sense, that first one. So the first limiting belief just are addiction to shortcuts or addiction to needing things to happen fast and needing things to happen quickly. And when it doesn't, sending us into that fight or flight state. And so just being aware of how deeply, especially those of us with sensitive nervous system, just how deeply we are addicted to this shortcut limiting belief, needing things to happen quick. And just during those moments, just kind of working on, first off, being aware, because that's the first step to rewiring a limiting belief, rewriting a limiting belief, and just sending love, patience, and compassion into those moments. And so there's another big limiting belief that we all have, every single one of us has. And so again, I'm not calling this person out. I think this is so beautiful, so happy, and I feel like honestly this happened for a reason so I could spread this message and I feel like this is such an important message to end the masterclass with. But the second limiting belief in that statement, I'm just gonna repeat the statement for those of you who just jumped on. But the second limiting belief is, okay, or sorry, what it said. My biggest takeaway from the class was that there is so much more I can be doing and it felt like a cliffhanger. Oh, like here's all this validation for you with what's going on. Stay tuned for how to actually get regulated. So this is another big one, just as, as big. They're both equally important. So the second major limiting belief here is that we there's always more that we can be doing. And if you just think about it, think about how much you shame yourself and guilt yourself during the day because there's more that you could be doing. You could have done that better. You could have, you know, you could have done more. You could have done that more perfect. And how much, you know, we talked about on day one of the masterclass, that shame fight or flight cycle, that where we just shame ourselves, gets us into fight or flight, shame ourselves more, keeps us stuck in this cycle. But here's the thing, here's the really, really important thing to remember. No matter what we do, no matter how great we do something, there is always more we can be doing. There's always more. Like we can always be doing more. And the thing is like, we're not even aware that we, you know, this is a limiting belief. We're not even aware that we, this is what's making us feel horrible. That's why awareness is so, so important because, you know, when you're at the end of the day and you just, you know, you're shaming yourself, you're guilting yourself, 
because probably part of it, and we don't even realize that's why we feel bad, but part of it is just because like, oh, we could be doing more. I could have done more. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And just remembering that that is toxic. It feels like maybe that feels productive in a way because you're thinking about being productive. And so, but really it's doing more harm than good. It's doing way more harm than good because it's keeping us locked in that, again, that shame fight or flight cycle. So let me know if this, if this is making sense and if you feel like these are limiting beliefs that you can just like, okay, like I had no idea that I even had that, but yes, I see that. I feel that now. And so if you have any questions too about that, please let me know. But I did have some more questions that I want to jump into. So... The first one was, is there an age limit for sensory therapy retreat in Sensory Life Academy? Um, I got a lot of questions about this one. And so one was for teenagers. So a sensory therapy retreat for teenagers. So actually, I'll start off with Sensory Life Academy. So that is my online program for kids. So kids 0 to 12. And then sensory therapy retreat is for adults, but it is also for parents of teenagers. And so what I recommend for parents of teenagers to go through the program alongside their child, um, just like as I've mentioned many times before, I think this is important and life-changing information for everyone, no matter if you have an extra sensitive nervous system. I think that this is just, you know, what I wish everybody would know. Because as we know now, our nervous system is just so, so, so incredibly important. So just I recommend for parents of teenagers to go uh, go through the program alongside their teenager, especially if you have kids like between the ages of 13 to 15, to kind of go through, watch the lessons, pick out the tools and kind of either watch with them or go through and be like, okay, this is a great video. Like this is one of the lessons I definitely want them to listen to, maybe listen to it in the car together and then be like, okay, this is a great tool. Like I think pick out which tools, I give you lots of different tools inside the course so you can pick out which tools you think would be best for them. And it'll make more sense as you're going through and especially cause I'll be able to guide you, answer any questions as you're going through. Um, get to know, you can kind of tell me more about your, your teenager during the program and so we can kind of work together. But yes, so Sensory Life Academy, kids 0 to 12, and then Sensory Therapy, therapy Retreat is for adults and parents of teenagers. So a little bit more about Sensory Therapy Retreat and what the program looks like. I know I got some questions about like what is the time commitment on that. So a module is released every two to three weeks and inside the module there's a video lesson and the video lesson is typically around an hour. You can break it up. I recommend, I know for online courses that I go through, I'll just listen it, listen to it in the car. Um, I'll listen to it, you know, sometimes when I'm taking a bath or just like different things or watch it when I'm taking a bath and just like little things so I can essentially multitask to make sure I get through all the videos, but it's not long. It's made for a very, very busy schedule. It's made for someone like me who has has difficulty focusing for longer periods of time. So we keep it interesting, we keep it fun. And then a big part of each module, each phase is going through the different um, implementation activities. So going through the nervous system tools, the sensory tools. So as you go through, it's kind of like what I was mentioning earlier, you're practicing using these nervous system tools, these sensory tools. So then 
after you walk away from the three months and you pick out your different tools that you know that you loved were your favorite that worked really good for your nervous system so you can walk away with this whole new sensory lifestyle and then also like i mentioned as you practice it and go through and just going through the tools every week at the end of the three months a lot of it you're going to be doing just naturally on your own you're going to be having those tools and having the awareness having those different meditations bringing awareness to specific things you're going to be able to just walk away from the three months like having these tools that you're doing naturally to kind of regulate your nervous system throughout the day and so essentially it is this program is a shortcut to creating this personalized sensory lifestyle for you so you walk away you have it step by step exactly what to do laid out for you and this is you know a decade's worth of what you know the most important takeaways i learned in my undergraduate experience my graduate experience all the different continuing continuing education sensory education somatic education it's the 10 the decades worth put all the things together that i believe were the most impactful the most you know nervous system strengthening and just made it super super easy step-by-step guide into helping you create a sensory lifestyle that regulates your unique nervous system so it is a fun time we also meet live like this which is my absolute favorite thing there is just such a powerful like therapeutic feel of just meeting others on that same nervous system healing journey and just doing like doing the different we do a lot of different nervous system activities when we meet live and so just going through it together and just doing the deep inner work on it and just you know sharing each other's breakthroughs your big takeaways um and so there's just a really therapeutic feel to having that community to go through that nervous system healing journey. So another question, and I do, let me read this one. Uh, will we be able to apply what we learn in Sensory Academy to younger children like seven? So yes, you can. You also, at the end, in the bonus section, there's some specific videos that are like from Sensory Life Academy to help you apply it, but you absolutely can. There's a lot of people that have taken both Sensory Life Academy and Sensory Therapy Retreat, and you will see the approach is very similar. It's the same formula, essentially, but Sensory Academy is kind of tools for kids and, you know, talks about more specific kid approaches, and then Sensory Therapy Retreat talks about more. But it's the same formula, essentially, so you absolutely will definitely be able to apply it to what you're learning for your child, for your family, just for everyone. So, oh, this was a great question. So if you have an individual with ADHD who is very creative, are there sensory tools that you would suggest more than others because of them being artistic or musically inclined? So I absolutely love this question because my answer is probably not at all what you thought my answer would be. And so my answer is that whatever their passion is, whatever their artistic passion is, whatever their musical passion is, those are their sensory tools. So this is something that I do, especially when I'm working in schools with teachers and just helping them know and just like letting them know if their student has, you know, a special interest that is their regulating tool. That is their sensory tool. Because if you think about it, whenever they are in that zone doing that artistic activity, that musical activity, 
that is regulating their nervous system. So my answer would be, if you're looking for a sensory tool, what is their artistic passion? What is their musical passion? And so don't know if you're a therapist or what type of therapist you are, but including that in your therapy in some form or another. So I had another question, somewhat similar. So I am an RBT and have a client who has been mouthing her favorite reinforcer, putty, slime, sand, any tips? And so for this one, so we talked about just using that more preventative approach too. And so this one, and this is actually for adults too, this tip. So if you think about how, especially like babies, just sucking on our thumbs, having something in our mouth, that is extremely calming. Kind of how we have lots of receptors in our hands. We have lots of receptors, you know, in our mouth too. And so jewelry or any kind of something to chew on or to just give that calming oral deep pressure proprioceptive input and just having that different tools like that where we're using it preventatively. So we're getting that feedback, something I did as a child. So my mom would call it, I would suck my tongue. So instead of like sucking my thumb, I would like suck on, suck on my tongue. You could see me doing it and I did it for a long time. But again, just wanting that calming proprioceptive deep pressure input in our mouth that is like so, so, so calming. And so just finding different jewelry, they have all these different like chew sensory toys to kind of get that fidget. They have some that you can attach to your pencil for pencil chewers. Like there's so many different ones out there. And for me now, one of my favorite things is that I love like chewy snacks, like extra chewy snacks where it's like either gum, I chew, I chew a lot of gum, just having that. I also just having chewy snacks, whether it is jerky, whether it's like almonds, nuts. Another one of my favorite chewy snacks is frozen grapes. Also combining that cold, also just to help activate that parasympathetic nervous system, that rest and digest state is another one of my favorites. So also for kids, lots of chewy snacks just throughout the day to help them, to help whether you're a kid or whether you're an adult, it's calming for both, but to get that deep pressure proprioceptive input in our mouths because to me what that signals is that is what their body's craving and that is specifically what is you know very calming to them and their nervous system so being preventative and giving you know safe toys safe jewelry safe shoots things to chew on except for you know sand or slime or putty or these other things thank you so much for joining just for joining this masterclass for being here. I know a lot of it can just feel heavy and feel like a lot just going through and just bringing up and triggering, you know, some of these things that we haven't thought about before, reliving just some of the trauma that we've experienced. But just again, how I mentioned earlier, that awareness and just having this new nervous system lens is everything it's the most important step you cannot skip this step and it is really such a powerfully healing step and you are going to walk away and you're just going to notice just seeing everything seeing you know your kids how they do things seeing your friends your family and how they do things you're going to be able to see everything through these new nervous system lens and through this new fight or flight lens 
um, just by because again we are all we are all living in fight or flight to different degrees it's a spectrum right we are all living in that chronic fight or flight at some point or another so again it's going to look different from everybody but you know next time you see someone like maybe shutting down or someone being quiet you're going to be able to have this whole new like compassionate view of what you are going through what others are going through and just you're going to really what I want you to walk away with and this is a big thing that I missed is no I know if you feel overwhelmed, just like how that person said, like, I feel like there's so much more I can be doing. One, remember that that's a living belief and that really just as long as now, let's say before this, you came to your crossroads, you know, and you've learned this new thing. And so you could have taken this path, but now since you know the information, you're on this path. And so as long as you start making one teeny tiny step forward, in that direction so doing anything to love and nourish your nervous system any small step forward whether you know it's sensory therapy retreat or whether it is just you know putting on a guided meditation whether it's you know just being patient with yourself in a moment that you would usually guilt yourself and shame yourself just taking any small step forward and keeping you on that nervous system healing path and keeping you on this journey that's all you need to do is just focus on what is one little step that I can make forward on this nervous system healing journey. And so I just want to thank you so much for just the love, the amazing energy. It has been so beautiful. You, this is really just such an incredible group and I feel just so blessed to have gotten to talk to you all, gotten to be here with you all. It really means more than you know it means so much to me and has honestly just been so healing for my own nervous system just feeling the love feeling the energy so thank you so incredibly much and i will see you all soon bye everyone